man, and sport. A timeless means of entertainment. Some men hit home runs. Others are curb stumped. Some win Cy Youngs. Others get dunked on. Some men become MVPs. Others have 70 saves in a game. But your stats won't matter here. Here we discuss the issues. Search the hearts of men. And judge in vivid detail. Only raw takes will do. This is sports analysis. This is sports unchained. This is Sportico. I did. Yeah, before I started training jujitsu, uh, I was looking for a firearm. This was probably about five years ago. And uh, I walked into the uh, Academy Sports Store. And, you know, I had all my stuff ready, my ID. I, I had my registrations and all that stuff that I need, man. And uh, I picked out my gun. I had my money. You know, it was like five, six $600 cash. I was ready. Let's go. And the man helped me, you know, get it all ringed up. And then he had to go ahead and do the background check. Uh, come to find out, uh, he came back and I was apparently wanted for arrest. <laughs> I was a fugitive of justice. And uh, come to turn time, uh, I learned that my, my cousin, who has a very similar name to me, had used my name to Stole get himself, your identity. Uh, yeah, he, he used my name to get himself out of a situation in which he was wanted for like what did they say? It was like three counts of resisting arrest or some shit. I think he ended up running <laughs> from the cops. Um, three but, counts you know, of not going for that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and, and keep in mind this cousin of mine. He's like he's kind of a menace to society. You know, right. like he's already been to jail a couple of times. He he's the guy that tried to rob a Taco Bell with a sawed-off shotgun. Uh, actually succeeded. He just got caught in the, Wait, in the so getaway. He was, so he was uh, 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 Samuel Jackson in uh, Coming to America? Exactly. Please, that's, asshole. That's the one. That's the, that's the guy. He, that's exactly <laughs> it. God damn it. That's where he got the idea. So, uh, hell no. Story short, man, I did at one time believe in guns, man, but as I started to, you know, train self defense, I've kind of leaned or changed my, my perspective. And, like, I'm not saying I'm anti-gun or anything, but just for me, it I can't I can't carry one. Well, no, I, I um I am it's it's really odd. I mean, I definitely understand why the law is there, especially being a, a history major. I wouldn't dare get rid of citizens' guns because that'd just mean that you would have another war again because that's what happens. I mean, when you can't stop somebody from busting that ass, they come in and bust that ass, even if you think it's the government. You know, even the government, I mean, we, people say, oh, that would never happen. It's like, we started on that. Like, oh, no, yeah. It. 
Exactly. <laughs> That's how we got started. That's how and the rules even yeah. became a thing. You know, uh, we were trying yeah. to defend ourselves from uh, the Brit, the British. And yeah, uh, and history repeats itself, man. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I, I cannot say I'm anti-gun. I definitely am uh, for some type of regulation. But honestly, bro, since we're talking about it, I put a lot of thought into the subject, man. And I'm not saying I have all the solutions. But what I think it is is a cultural problem. Um, I think that it will take generations to fix the issue. And it starts with uh, a sense of respect for your fellow man and a sense of confidence in yourself. Uh, and I think that we need to start implementing martial arts programs into the yes. public school system. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's very interesting. So uh, they used to have, you know, range in schools back in the day. You know, and I say back in the day, but I was literally the last person in the state of Illinois to be awarded a, uh, an expert shooting uh, medal for shooting the, the little daisy rifles for range. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, that at least taught you some sort of self-respect for the gun and proper use. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a uh, it, was, it was a rifle, but it was still a, it, was, it was still a firearm and it still got you used to doing stuff and understanding and respecting the place of that thing. You know, uh, I'm pretty right. I'm still a pretty good shot. But, uh, yeah, you. I would like martial arts instead. That would be great, because if anybody can whoop your ass, you don't want to do anything. Gun well, or not. You know, you know, I don't know if you train or not, Sean, but, you know, uh, if anyone hasn't heard, I trained for five years, man, and I love it. Yeah. I didn't train growing up as a kid. I, You know, I kind of always wanted to, or at least I was a WWF fan, uh, so yeah. I had a sense of wanting to do something in that general realm. Uh, and then as an adult, found Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, man, and, um, you know, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here, Sean. One thing that yeah. a lot of people don't know about me is... Um, when I was uh, 11 or 12, my mother lost her parental rights and sent me and my three sisters into the foster care system. So I was raised as a ward of the state, man. And what that does or what that did to me, like looking back is, you know, I have a, a lot of issues with abandonment and stuff like that. And just, you know, uh, trust issues and, you know, um, confidence, things like that. And I grew with that, man. And then, you know, finding Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it, it, it literally kind of flipped that 180 degrees. Yeah. And um, I think if that is something that is available to children at a young age, instead of stuff like PE and playing dodgeball, like, sure, we have wrestling, but that's like an after-school yeah. uh, after thing. I'm talking yeah, about making it, I'm talking about making it. Uh, a, a, a mandatory class and it doesn't have to be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu it doesn't have to be wrestling but it, you have to take some form of martial art and I think this needs to be implemented immediately you know I'm in I'm in total agreement with that uh, so I uh, wrestler and boxing background my father was a boxer in the, uh, in the right. Marines mm -hmm. uh, during the Korean War uh, also uh, one of my good friends uh Train me a little bit. Um, he's a uh, former Golden Glover, so yeah. I got hands. So don't you know? <laughs> but yeah. wrestling has always been um, the biggest thing. My brothers were wrestlers, uh, so uh, I, I do have some background. It's not nearly as extensive as theirs, you know. But uh, if somebody's whooping your ass for years and <laughs> you stopped them from whooping your ass finally, and it wasn't an age thing, eh, you got some. You got. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, you got. Oh some, yeah. So 
I mean, but the, you know, I, I got older brothers. That's the extent of my training. Uh, yeah. You know, it's crazy. Uh, the Diaz brothers, like I said, the Diaz brothers, uh, that's exactly how they stayed out of trouble in Stockton, uh, California, not too far from here. Exactly. Uh, so I, I think that would be an excellent program. And I don't know. I don't really know. I, I Well, I know it's just becoming prevalent now, but uh, and now becoming mainstream. But I just don't know why they didn't start this type of thing. Well, here's the thing, man. It's back. expensive. It, it, it is very expensive. Martial arts is extremely expensive and that's why you don't see too many black people in it to be completely honest bro uh i think as we start to see more uh more black people and african americans join uh man it's probably going to be similar to the nba and the nfl and even the mlb in some cases man here's the thing when you grow up in poverty you don't have access to this like my brazilian jiu-jitsu courses can be up to 120 dollars a month if i'm a single mother with three kids how am i affording that for my three kids it's not possible and that's it's it's a it's a disservice to the children man because what you learn in these classes is like i said at the beginning a self uh self-confidence and a uh, a sense of respect for the person that's standing right in front of you, the your your training partner or your opponent or however you want to view them, that's a person, and that's uh, that's something you don't learn in any other sport. I mean, I've played sports growing up. I played soccer. I mean, I played. I didn't play basketball as a team sport, but you know, I played with my boys and whatnot. And you don't get that sense of like mm, touch. If that it's it's kind of strange. It's really hard to explain if you haven't experienced, and I'm, and I'm sure you have. But man, when yeah. you're sharing that that sh- that small space with that person, regardless if you like them or not, and you see it all the time in MMA, dude. These guys hug after they beat each other up for five rounds. It's the only thing you can do at that point. You got to hug each other, and that's something that that man. It's invaluable to kids. Yeah, yeah, like you said, it, it's it's a martial arts. It's a martial art, you know, any type of martial arts will do. And it it's an art form, which is great. And it's a discipline. And mm-hmm. that is that's the biggest thing is discipline. Uh, with that, we'll be right back. You can find us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all at Sporticus Live. That's Sport I C U S Live. Sporticus Live. See you there. That actually happened to my brother too. Some dude got arrested when I was in uh, grammar school. He was the same age as my brother, and he was giving the cops my brother's name all the time. So the cops would literally come up to my brother and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know? And he was like, "No." And but then one right, time they caught right. them together. Like my brother wasn't doing anything, you know, but one time he called both of them together and it was like, hey, your name's John Covington. He was like, no, my name's John Covington. It was like, wait a minute. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, That's wild. Yeah, you had to dude, turn I, yourself in? 
basically like for months i had to well kind of like talk to the right people and get transferred to the right person and call this uh, county or this office and see who mm-hmm. knows what eventually i got in touch with like the attorney general or something like that uh and he got me in touch with the detective that was in charge of the the case or whatever uh we talked about it he ended up having me send him a picture of my id with me holding it and then you know one with just the <laughs> id and uh, he was like, yeah, this isn't the picture of the guy in the photo. So, I mean, if you want, you can come in and we can fingerprint you and uh, we can kind of match that up. But that's really the only way we're going to get past this. And I mean, I knew it wasn't my fingerprint. So I'm like, OK, but still, bro, on the way up there, like I had my lady with me. And uh, I, I was like, you have to come because, I mean, I might not be walking out this month, man. I just, this right. might be a trap. <laughs> You know, they take my <laughs> keys, take my wallet. Yeah, you know, call so, my mama. Yeah, <laughs> you know, shit. Yeah. You know, we went in there, and I went down into uh, the booking area, and there was like some real ass criminals up in that mug, man, yeah. up in the cages. <laughs> uh, yeah, shit, I'm shit. I got the fingerprint done, and you know, they let me go. And the, the the detective was cool about it, and it's cool. No, nah, that, that is good, man, because uh, he could not, he didn't have to be cool about that right. shit. Right. Well, imagine if I would have gotten pulled over. This is Legal Shield Independent Associate Sean Covington. You can find me on Facebook, and you can also go to my website at sjcovington.brlegalshield.com. So we're back. And uh, speaking of discipline and martial arts, why don't you tell us what it was like to do be media for Invicta? Oh, yeah, man. So uh, actually, tomorrow is the uh, actual fight event. Uh, today I went to the uh, the weigh-ins, man, and it was it was good times, man. It's uh, Invicta, for people who don't know, is the all-women's uh, MMA promotion. They are uh, basically based here in Kansas City, which is where I'm from, born and raised. So I'm a little bit lucky when it comes to that. Uh, I get to go to all the Invicta weigh-ins. I uh, applied for press credentials through uh, the MMA Torch and um, uh, the Number One Bullshitters podcast, uh, and they accepted my credentials. So this will be my second time running press for Invicta FC. I got my uh, Canon T3i camera. And my laptop that I'm bringing through, and uh, yeah, man, it's always a good time. They're they're pretty cool peoples. Uh, got to take a lot of pictures today. I saw Elias Theodoru, my main main with the tame main. I got to see T.J. DeSantis. He was doing his thing. Uh, Felice Herrick was in the building. She was looking as scrumptious as ever. And uh, our MMA Twitter's own Serena, she was in there. So I got a picture with her as well, man. It was a good time. Yeah, man, I saw the pictures, man. It it looked like you were having a hell of a good time, man. I was like, man, like, because when I I hit you up to do the show today, I was like, ah, man, I know you was, like, going to do that, like, in two minutes after (laughs) I hit you up. (laughs) Like, like, literally posted a couple minutes. I was like, oh, okay, you really doing this. Yeah, dog. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm really, you know, trying to. Take they take this thing to the next level, man. I want to make sure that in some way, shape, or form, I am working with 
MMA or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and it doesn't matter how, whether it's working with the kids, uh, doing journalist uh, stuff, doing this podcast, it doesn't matter. In some way, shape, or form, I will have a career in MMA. And and that's why we all doing it, you know, like, uh, we're definitely, we want to push uh, the number one bullshitters and, and shows like that and Sportacus, like this show, we want to get those on uh, any uh, platform we can, any outlet we want to get on Fox News, uh, FS1, you know, um, not Fox News, sorry, Fox, Fox 32. Yeah, <laughs> it's Chicago. That's that's a great Fox News, but no, um, yeah, we want to get on FS1. I just fucked it up. Whatever. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cut this out. I can cut this out, but I'm not cutting it out. No, leave that. Leave that. Wrong. Well, yeah, all right. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, but that's why you know we do this because we do want to make a living off of it, and we do want to be raw. I mean, sure, we won't be able to use certain language on ESPN and stuff like that, but. That's what comes with the territory, and hopefully we can make it to an ESPN or there's so many other places we can go to. Bleacher Report and just just this is a wealth of outlets out there, and I'm glad you're doing your thing, man. Uh, so you wanna you wanna tell me what or uh, pick a couple fights off of the Invicta card that you're really looking forward to? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give a shout out to the local lady Chantel Coates. Uh, she has the fastest Invicta knockout in, I believe it was 26 seconds. She's fighting Caitlin Sammons. Uh, that's going to be a fun scrap. Unfortunately, Chantel missed weight. Uh, it was just about one pound. She came in at 126. Uh, she, she missed the fly weight. Uh, so she's going to give up 25% of her purse on that one. Uh, so be on the lookout for that matchup. Also, uh, Lindsey Van Zant is fighting uh, Jessica Delboni. That's going to be a fun Adam Waite fight. Uh, and then probably the most uh, fun that I'm looking forward to is going to be the featherweight title fight uh, that was just vacated by um, Felicia Spencer. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's going to be between Pam Sorsen versus Caitlin Young. Uh, Caitlin Young, man, she is she is so tall for the featherweight division. That's uh, the main event, correct? It is. It is. Yeah, okay. That's oh, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a real fun, fun card, man. I can't wait. Yeah, no, it, uh, it's always, you know, what, what's great is it's always to see, it's good to see fighters that are up and coming when they're up and coming. Um, when I started uh, covering things live, uh, it was, it was, it was uh, King of the Cage, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I got to cover a lot of pro wrestling stuff after that. It was mm. <laughs> amazing. It's, uh, you definitely need to go to a live show, any live show of pro wrestling. Just, it's it's uh just as fun as MMA. You know, MMA, yeah, you know, it's it's a little it's a lot more technical and you know, uh but it does lack some of the fun, some of the elements. I mean it's pro wrestling. It, oh yeah. It's clearly different, but like you know, but you know, I, I love what I what I'm getting to is I love uh being able to just be there and and, and, and watch these people grow because there's guys, there's people guys and girls you'll see that are are just you say oh man you think they could make it in ufc or bellator like this and you know that they can like uh uh daniel cormier he he fought in king of the cage before right ronda rousey fought in king of the cage before we're talking about two goats you know even if even if ronda rousey's goat status is uh 
you know, maybe maybe some people won't put her there. Still, arguably, she's still let, arguably a GOAT. Let me just do you this real quick solid and read off the alumni of Invicta FC. It starts with the greatest female fighter of all time right now, Amanda Nunes. She came yeah. from Invicta. Then yeah. you got prospects like Mackenzie Dern. Then you got people like Mara Romero Barella. Then you got basically the entire strawweight division. You got uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. the champion, uh, Carla Esparza, the former champion. You got Christine uh, Cyborg, who came from yes. Invicta. Yes. Uh, Felice Herrick, Claudia Gadelia. So what I'm saying is Invicta is definitely the platform for the future talent of WMMA. So if you're not watching Invicta, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice if you're calling yourself, uh, a, you know, a, a MMA fan or whatever, you know, because these are the people who are going to be the next champions. Yeah, and no, and no doubt about it, man. Uh, I, I, uh, I wish I could tour with King of the Cage. I mean, um, at another ref- wrestling reference, but they're pretty much ROH, Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, uh, of of the MMA world. You yeah. Know, um, uh, then now that, that that and I mean that in every way, so that kind of you know absolutely they can be big. They can be bigger than what they are, but you know it is what it is. But I mean, they put on a high number of shows. Like they're right behind UFC with shows. You know, there's not a lot of play. They're not as big as one or Invicta, but they're definitely putting on uh, a great deal of shows. Um, and they 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 get their people out there, man, and they, they do they do pretty damn good work on the thing i like about invicta is that it's i mean it's almost it's kind of it's good and bad because it's clearly a feeder system but they have a uh they have an advantage of being you know the only female uh all females mma promotion so you kind of get to see all these all these ladies grow as opposed to you know kind of like we got a bunch of different other promotions that feed or I can't even say feed because they don't really feed into the UFC, but that the UFC will pick these guys from, uh, like Victory FC or like you said, King of the yeah. Cage, uh, even regional scenes, uh, Shamrock FC or, or whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, there, uh, Invicta is the NXT or the women's division of uh, UFC because like uh, WWE picks all their uh, main roster talent from NXT. And Invicta is where UFC picks all of their main. Shayna Baszler, Jessamine Duke. Yes. Invicta. Yes. WWE now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, these are all yeah. alumni that came from. Uh, yeah. Came from Invicta. So. And, and and it's great that that people can have that crossover platform, and it's beautiful to see. Uh you probably definitely didn't see. Cain Velasquez make his uh oh yeah I did buddy oh you did what oh, okay you know I did buddy okay and how how you like your man's in them bro hey, he, he clean with it drag you back into wrestling again man <laughs> you know I, you Kane, know Cain dragging you back <laughs> I know man like that was so tight dude to see him in there and like really getting it dude like yeah he looked good he, I can't even say I can't say much he just, he just looked good. He, he was in there with some great guys too, and he did a, he did a uh, Kimura, which was real nice. Uh, Brock was actually doing that in uh, WWE for a little bit. He he that did it not too long ago. The most sloppy thing from him, in my opinion, that was it, yeah. it, it felt weird. But maybe it was because it was so like choreographed. Yeah, because he had to. Because if he didn't choreograph it, you know, 
they don't like they if you lay a move in too much, man, people definitely nowadays get pretty upset. I mean, Mick Foley and LaPark, LaPark can still punch people in the face for real. So Word. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because how you gonna act like you got hit unless you're getting hit? That's you know, yeah, me read Mick Foley's book, uh, Have a Nice Day. He was talking about how uh, he was talking to old wrestlers. He was about to have a match. He was like, so how do I make him look real? And he punched him in his mouth. He was like, that's how. He was like, so he hit me for real, as hard as he could. (laughs) And uh, so that's why Mick Foley is the legend he is, because he was the last person to really get beat up like that. One of the last people. You know. But yeah, I mean, we don't get that today. So it was, was, so you know, um, Kane couldn't lay in that, that, uh, arm bar like he wanted to you know what i'm saying but i it, i mean not arm bar uh, sorry uh come on it was the way like he kind of rolled over the guy and then the guy rolled over him and then <laughs> yeah i was like what are we doing here as a as a jiu-jitsu practitioner i'm like come on kane you, you know better but i i mean it's pro wrestling so i i really well, he, enjoyed yeah. the you know the acrobats from this giant you know in, in my terms because this guy comes from the heavyweight division yeah you know, man he looks fantastic yeah, and triple and on the biggest stage in Mexico of them all, triple triple mania is not nothing. Like it's crazy. He was in the ring with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, the only guy to be in um, New Japan's main event, Wrestle Kingdom, WrestleMania, and Triple Mania. He's the only guy to be in those three. You know, even Jericho hadn't been in those three, and he's a goat. Mm. You know, so it, it, it's great. Like, and when you, you know, you brought up Shayna Baszler being from Invicta and stuff like that, Jessamine Duke and stuff. Like, those are the four four horsewomen, and even Ronda Rousey. All four of them came from Invicta. You know, that's nuts to see. And I don't know if you've seen, ever seen Shayna Baszler. But I hear. You. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, uh, yeah. I was thinking of King of the Cage. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, she was the King of the Cage, Strike Force, and then UFC. Sorry about that. Um. Yeah, but uh, have you if you haven't seen a Shayna Baszler match, or uh, definitely do that. Did you see she, that match? Little... good at wrestling because I haven't seen. She's, I'm, I'm gotta be she's honest. She's She's tight. She's fantastic. She do her thing. She's doing her thing. She uh, is beautiful, man. Like things you would love. Think because with her pro wrestling things, you would hope that you could see in 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 in, in MMA. She does. Same Word. thing with Matt Riddle. He t- Matt Riddle takes you to a whole different level. I'll, did you see that match? At, uh, t- uh, I, I, I need to do that. My bad, brother. Uh, I, I, I'll do that uh, tonight for sure. 100%. It does, yeah, I'll make sure I get that one. Do you know what? I feel like making you watch that shit right now. Right now. As a matter of fact, yeah, let me you pull that mug up. Go ahead. You know what? We'll be right back. Now, nah, but uh, yeah, she's dope. So she has um, Shayna Baszler. I don't, I don't even want to describe what she do, but I'm going to do it anyway. She got a move where she bends your hand, right? Like her, like if somebody ever step on your hand, how you can't really pick it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. So she bends your arm behind you, uh, and she steps I'll just on look your it hand. Up real quick. Shayna Baszler yeah. special. Is it her special move? No, no, it's just a, one of them. But yeah, uh, just yeah, you can type in Shayna Baszler uh, arm break or like hand break. Oh, yeah. Did you Why see is how she doing it? Oh, I'm not watching that ever again. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't that if that was done to you for real, career over. Everything career over. Yeah, man. Why'd she do that to that lady? (laughs) That's one of her special moves, though. She do that to everybody. You talk that shit, man. She just stump on your hand and smash you, dude. Like, man, Matt Riddle up for two. It's a two minute match. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It ain't long at all. You know, I was I was gonna do a live. 
I mean, I still can, but I was gonna let's do it live. What's his shit? <laughs> California dude, bro. Yeah, he looked like yeah. Yeah. And then this dude is in a gi. Oh my goodness, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he ain't playing around, man. He is not for the game. Shit. Oh shit. Oh, they fight. They didn't wear kicks and everything. That's a takedown. Oh shit. Yeah, I think it skips around a little bit because it's yeah, just the highlights. It does. It does. Yeah, but I mean, you you get the gist of it. Yeah, I'm I'm figuring like, it. Woo! just uh, so this dude has matches like this. This Arturo uh, Ruiz guy, he's very new. I love him. Yeah, because his matches are like this. Like not well, not at this level, but he does. You know, he does this stuff. Oh, for real? Yeah, you know, like yeah. I mean, he, like, he, I, I like it. This no, I mean great. like his matches kind of follow this pattern, like yeah. not not nearly as well, it's, but yeah, I mean because it's Matt Riddle, I get it. Yeah, I mean this is what this guy does, man. And then oh, he, he finished with some ground and pound. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that happens a lot, you know. Yeah, at of all. course. Then he gets his ass whooped, but like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he gets his ass whooped um, pretty badly. Um, and this dude, the dude that whooped his ass, man, um, Killian Dane. That dude's a phenomenal athlete. He right. can do a lot of things. He can do a fall away slam and a power bomb at the same time. Mm. Like a Samoan drop, a Samoan, he puts a guy on his back and, a, and he picks a guy up. He does a fall away slam and a Samoan drop at the exact same time. It's not just him falling backwards. He has to throw the other man far <laughs> over his head while falling backwards and land mm. perfectly without hurting either one of them, wow. but making it look he fucked them both up. That's wow. some art right there, dude. Yeah, that boy Killian Dan, he ain't no punk, man. He ain't no punk. And his uh his wife is uh uh actually tag team champions with Alexa Bliss right now. Mm. Nikki Cross. Yeah. So yeah. you'll you'll pro- probably see her. Uh you you got any interest in watching SummerSlam? Uh what which uh the main event for that one? That's Brock and um Seth Rollins. Uh nah, probably not. I don't. I don't know. I don't really see. People like Seth Rollins don't do it for me. It's kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Um. Well, um, well I, I mean, it's got Brock in it, but I mean, then again, it's it's not Brock. Yeah. It's not UFC Brock. So I can. I can yeah. See why like, and that that turns me off too. Brock kind of turns me off too a but little. Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston though. Oh, that's that's in there. Oh yeah, I knew I'd oh. get you. Okay. Got a black dude going up against, against a, a RKO, uh, a title white dude, right? Yeah, man, yeah, for real. Why they gotta? Do <laughs> but they I uh, like Randy you, though. Yeah. I, I fucked with they Randy. homies. Wade Keller. I, he was talking about it today on his uh, 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 uh the uh, the flagship show he does. Yeah. Um, he was saying as far as he's heard that they're they're friends. Like, no, that. no, I'm sorry. He said that uh, Tuesday. Anyway, he said on one of his shows this week. He said, "Yeah, they're friends." He's always heard that they hung out, and they're actually part of the same clique. I believe that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I believe that- it because Randy Orton was up with JoJo, right? And then Randy Orton uh, married another ethnic chick after that. So, and JoJo's with Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton had that. I mean, they all you work with the guys you want to work with. I you, bet Coffee's have- hard to not get along with, though. Let's be real. He yeah, just don't yeah. even just. You just feel like that guy that's just like yeah. you got that charisma. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's the whole uh it's the whole up, up, down, down, um, 
vibe. I don't know if you know anything about that, but so Xavier Woods is a big uh he's a big um game he's a gamer. He's a big gamer. And um he even unveiled some of the stuff and did the trailer for 2K. And uh he so uh, no, he doesn't have his own Twitch channel, he's got his own YouTube channel channel. He has everybody on there. He's had Stephanie McMahon on there playing video games too. Like he gave her a video game name and all of that. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, all these, all the big guys. Seth Rollins is a gamer, dude. He'll he'll put his foot in your ass in some Madden or anything. <laughs> Pick up them sticks and Seth Rollins and AJ Styles taking your ass to town. So if they end up like Seth, I'm thinking if if Seth Rollins gets the title back, it's him and AJ Styles because they work together. Like they are good friends. They hang out and play games and shit together all the time, dude. So it, it's dope to have that, even though it kind of breaks the shit out of kayfabe and that fourth wall, but it's, it's dope because, like, uh, you know, uh, it is funny. funny story that came out, or they was pushing this, uh, it was really a narrative about Seth Rollins. They were saying, WWE trying desperate to make him cool. You know, and I thought about it, I was like, man, I was like, if y'all only knew how cool this dude really is, comes out in his uh, Chicago Bears gear, you know, comes out in the Avengers gear. Uh, play, play, he's a gamer, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, he's he's with the hottest, the uh, the hottest chicken in the game right now, you know, uh, Becky Lynch, who is literally on, you know, the face of the company right now, on, on the cover of the video game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how, how much more cool do this nigga gotta be? Like, I mean, he got to beat Brock Lesnar again. He beat him at WrestleMania. Like, what do we, what do we need? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, do we need to knock up Becky Lynch? You know everybody's going to be mad at him for that. Yeah, that's going to be wild, bro. I don't know so, about all, right, so, all that. <clears throat> oh, he, he definitely going to do that. That shit's probably already happening. <laughs> she probably had, She probably went and got that ultrasound or whatever. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> he dropped hot. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's just supposed to be the MMA joint we're doing right now. You know, we're gonna do full reviews and uh of the NXT card and SummerSlam this Sunday. And Ray, I'm gonna sell you on SummerSlam. He's gonna car- do it. We got Bray Wyatt. We got the the closest thing to Undertaker. Uh, and he he's had some match with Finn Balor, which is like the closest thing we got to Kane. Literally called the Demon King. So, mm. I mean, you know, I'm gonna get you one way or the other, man. But I think Randy, Randy Orton, and Kofi Kingston that might have sold him. He might check that out. We'll see. I might check that out. That seems like it'd be fun. I'm not gonna lie, that might be tight. Becky Lynch, I know she ain't your cup of tea either, which is weird. You don't like Be- Becky or Seth that much, but Natalia hmm. needs a breath to hit man heart. What uh, whatever happened to that chick, Nia Jax or whatever? Uh, she had like I think she had double show, double knee surgery, dude. Oh word! Yeah, I mean that's the thing, man. A lot of people, you know, and I, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought her up because a lot of people say, oh, um, athletes need to gain more weight. Like a lot, like with KD, they say, oh, he needs to be bigger. No, mm-hmm. you need to have less weight coming down on your knees and stuff. Look at Sid mm-hmm. Vicious. I don't know if you remember yeah. what happened. Him. Yeah. 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 Okay. So if he had a hundred less pounds on him for whatever reason, do you think that injury would have been less severe or it would have happened at all? You're probably right. 
it could have been 50 less pounds. could have been 25 less pounds. It don't take a whole lot of pounds to break a bone. So what I'm saying is a lot of people are, uh, are not looking at the wear and tear. They're just looking at, oh, you're strong. Like, but it doesn't equate to that. It's weight. And, and to, be, to be technical about it, you're morbidly obese, whether it's muscle or not. A lot of athletes are morbidly obese. Yeah. You know? And you cannot be 300 pounds. And, and think that you in a physical, you know, look at all these football players. They can't even stand up. Offensive linemen and stuff, they can't even stand up when they make it to 45. You know, it's because it's hard on their knees. And Nia Jackson used to be a lot smaller. And uh, she used to be like Tamina's size. Um, that's Snooker's daughter, uh, if you didn't know that. But uh, what, what I'm saying is she needs to be a lot smaller again. Because she, it's just less wear and tear on your body. I say that with anybody. They say that people say, "Oh, Joel Embiid, he's a he's a toothpick." You know, they said that about KD too. No, they don't need to do that. They need to learn leverage because Ronda Rousey could still flip every single one of them like they weighed nothing. It wouldn't matter if they were four hundred pounds, a hundred pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like it don't matter if you learn what the hell leverage is and how to use it. I right. understand. You know, I understand what it you know the post-up game and all that but we gotta stop making these athletes morbidly obese all of them i don't want to see 300 pound linebackers man i don't and people are like oh that's crazy like no it's not crazy that's why they're not surviving that long you know what i'm saying let me see a guy the running backs should be the offensive lineman because they're 220 small get right under you blah 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 I mean, that's my, that's my school uh, uh, thought on that, though. But um, I just wanted to uh, take some time to talk about that because that's not something I definitely wanted to bring yeah. up because a lot, not a lot of people do. But um, yeah. so back to this uh, MMA, though. So we got a crazy car coming up on Saturday. It's not as crazy as the car coming up after that, but yeah. still. Yeah. So I'm going to hit you with some uh, with a couple of them. Yeah. Here's one off of the uh, the prelims. Got it. Marina Rodriguez versus Tisha Torres. Tisha, yeah. Uh, that, you know, here's the thing about Tisha. She is someone who I would consider high-level MMA fighter when she's not fighting other high-level MMA fighters. Uh, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> here's, here's the oh thing. man, Marina Rodriguez, man, kudos to her for taking this fight. Uh, but I think that this is more of a opportunity for Tisha Torres to prove again why she is the top of the division and why she has only lost to uh, other ladies that are at the top of the division. Uh, sure, Marina Rodriguez is undefeated, eleven and zero. Yeah, but you know her competition. Hasn't really been what Tisha has, you know, faced where she's, you know, been through the whole Invicta circuit. Uh, MMA or Marina Rodriguez has mostly fought uh, regional talent. And uh, we know how that can somehow or sometimes be um, a little inaccurate in representing yeah. your true uh, yeah. your true record. So. A little king of the ringish because, I mean, they got a lot of re regional talent and stuff. So I get it. I mean, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we, what is it? What was Sage Northcutt when he got into the uh, UFC? Like, he was he was undefeated. I know that. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was. I, you know, 
that dude's trash as fuck. So I don't, <laughs> look, I don't, I don't give a fuck how old people are. He's so young. Was well, he gonna be fucking thirty nine before we know it? He's so young. Yeah, okay. He don't win fights. He went somewhere else and got his ass beat up. So I don't even think about that guy. But yeah, well, he, I, I, he was undefeated. Three, even he, even in one, even in one. Yeah, he only has th- well the one that's the only loss or that was his third loss, the one FC loss. Okay, well that was a bad one because they sent him to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, you <he laughs> like not on a routine him. visit. It was like take this man to the hospital ASAP. They cut him on a three fight win streak. <laughs> <laughs> no, was he on a three fight win streak? I mean, he lost. To, when did he lose to Gall, Mickey Gall? I know that was that, a while ago. That was 2016. Then he he fought uh, Michael okay, Kionis. Okay. He fought uh, Guti and Zach Otto. Beat them all. And then they cut him, and he got his head blown off by Cosmo Alexander. So, Oh, I see why they cut him. Uh, he wasn't fighting nobody, and he was like, go fight somebody for real. Got his damn head blown off. Got sent to the hospital. I told people that dude wasn't the real deal, man. People say, it's his fight camp. He's really young. He's tough. Okay, it is his camp. Uh, or his ma- it's his no, manage- it is. It is. Not his camp. It definitely his, is. Yeah. His, I don't think it's his camp. It's his management. It's his daddy. It definitely is. Don't get me wrong. Okay, so I'll, I'll credit what credit's due. The guy does have some talent. He does have a good base for a good fighter. He's not that yet. And I'm sick of people saying about talking about his potential. Don't right. talk about potential all the time. Tell me what he's doing right now. Three fight win streak. Didn't he get his damn head blown off? What did that three fight win streak do for him? You know what I mean? Like and, and, but, management. But I, I guess. Yeah. Um, management. See, I, I I think Marina Rodriguez actually going um. Take Tisha Torres down a notch, and I think she, I think Tisha Torres, it's about time she, uh, just, I, I, if she loses this fight, she'll forever be a gatekeeper, and let's just let it be that. Like you said, she's she's the best when she's not fighting the best. So <laughs> that's I'll, a compliment, but it is. Yeah, she's she's an eternal gatekeeper, and I want her to be solidified as being a gatekeeper with this loss. Mm, yeah, no. Well, Marina Rodriguez, this is her. Uh, Third opportunity in the UFC. She did have a draw against Randa Marcos, who I uh, rank I rank Randa Marcos pretty highly for whatever reason. I think she's a really good fighter. Uh, but then she went to a decision with Jessica Aguilar. Uh, and Jessica Aguilar is a veteran, but she's someone that you should be finishing at this point in her career. I, in, I, you know, I watched point. that fight, and I like that fight, and I don't mind the decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and, he, and here's the thing. And I'm going to bring this up. I'm just going to yeah. fucking stop the presses right now. Yeah. Stop. Who did we let go to decision and say they're a, a fucking amazing fighter? Huh. Big top dude right now. The top guy right now. Always runs his mouth. Never finishes anybody. Doesn't even fight to finish anyone, which is a big fucking problem I have. Oh, with yeah. Kobe? Yeah. So, I mean, Sure. You know, she wins by decision. You know, like I, I'm, I'm okay with her going to that decision because it wasn't like she wasn't trying to finish her. True, true. You know, no, you're right. She, she, yeah, you know, she was definitely trying the entire fight, which is not something I think you actually have to do. I think it's pretty much mandatory. Right. Pretty much. Now, I will give credit before I shit all over Kobe Covington and everybody who praises him. Everybody, hope you ain't in that line of fight. No. But um, I will give him her cr- what credit what credit is due. Kobe has the gas tank uh, 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 of a damn. I, I don't know. He put diesel in him or something, man. This boy, his, his, he don't stop. He just 
don't. And he's pretty damn accurate also. I will say that. He landed over 150 shots, probably about 200 shots, to Robbie Lawler's head alone. He threw 500-plus strikes or something like that. Um, He had like 20 takedown attempts. I will say this. He had the best uh, he had the best dance partner in the world to put on those type of stats. He did. Dance partners <clears throat> because he did it with Maya and he did it with R- uh, RDA also. He didn't put up those kind of numbers against Maya. No, not those numbers, but the same sort of performance. The uh, outlast. The outlast you to keep striking things. He got punched straight down the pipe a lot by Maya. Sure, he won the decision. Right. But, you know... It, it, yeah, why, it's, why didn't Robbie let his hands go? Yeah, Robbie didn't let his hands go, and this is something that we saw him do in the fight with RDA, and that's why it's kind of like, okay, sure, it's a very impressive performance by Kobe, but damn, are we really doing this off of Robbie kind of not showing up like he did a couple fights ago? Right. Uh, now let me <clears throat> let me ask you this: if you give a crackhead some money. Don't he have that same gas tank? No bullshit. Do a crackhead have that same gas tank? Yeah. yeah. So how impressive is this nigga's performance if you can give a crack, if you can have a crackhead, hey, just go out there. I can tell yeah. a crackhead, just go out there. And he won't yeah. even run. He'll get hit and stuff. Like, sure, he's not an uh, MMA fighter. He's not nearly as tough as those guys. But he'll have the same gas tank. He won't be as accurate as Kobe. So I like I said, I give Kobe that. But when Kobe was taking him down, uh, Dominic Cruz continuously said, "Look, he's not even really applying a submission. It's just to tire him out." And I was like, "What the fuck is he uh, doing then?" Like I I know this. I know how he fights. I get that. You know, I've seen him mm-hmm. fight before. But my it's mind boggling for people to say he's outstanding. That's a masterful masterful uh, performance. And I'm like, dude, check it out. He's not finishing people. If you hit a man, Ray, if you hit a man 150 times in the head, how many times did you kill him? <laughs> if you take a man down 20 times, how many down, times did you submit him? Or attempt 20 takedowns, how many times did you submit this man? How many wins did he really rack up? If Robbie Lawler had hit this nigga 500 times, he would have killed him. Right. Right? It would have been Conor McGregor. Anybody, anybody else who was looking to finish you or with some a decent power, and you know what? I'm actually kind of being generous to Conor McGregor, being mm-hmm. real generous, because when he fight people that are uh, his same size, he don't do so well as far right. as uh, power goes. You know, uh, Floyd Mayweather knows about that, I, and I, I love that Floyd Mayweather was a professional by not completely shitting on Conor McGregor and his power. He wanted to say, yeah. nah. He, punch like a bitch but he didn't but, but you know that's my problem with kobe covington i i wanted i was hoping i'd be invited to uh the number one bullshitters podcast but oh don't worry i'm gonna get on there and i'm gonna let cole have it with this uh leon edwards guy and 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 it's not a guy that i hate or anything like that but i'm gonna let him have it talking about how he the best in the division and shit like that and and uh who whooped his ass in that in the uh in the post fight didn't he get uh, his ass whooped in a post fight? Yeah, by uh, Jorge. Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, so what the fuck are we talking about? Leon Edwards. I want to hear that name come out. Nobody mouth unless it's him fighting Jorge Masvidal. Here's the thing. I would give Masvidal the title shot so that he could land on a Leon Edwards fight. 
I know I will get back to that that Shevchenko card. My bad, but um, <laughs> I would I would give Masvidal. You know, like I was saying when um like I said on the number one bullshitters podcast when I was with y'all when I was talking mm-hmm. about Nagano, I say you know you got to keep him back from stuff because if he loses a fight, you take a lot of steam away from him. So I think with Matt with Masvidal, you got to get him the title, and then you got to build you got built in guys like Leon Edwards and other guys. Like Woodley and stuff that he could fight. You got a lot of guys out there uh, that will match up with Masvidal, especially with him being the king. But I think if you keep him uh, too far back for too long, he'll just lose a lot of steam. And oh, uh, Cole was yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah I don't, sorry. I don't, I don't know if Masvidal is someone that the UFC uh, sees as someone that they can, you know, build a, uh, a good promotion as far as championship calibers is concerned." Because um, he fight niggas at Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he, he. I don't think Masvidal would make for a very good champion. Um, Masvidal is a great fighter, but he's someone that I put in the category of an X factor. I mean, even the even the Darren Till fight, you know, he was kind of losing it until he wasn't, until he didn't. Uh, you know, and then he f- had the the of course the four second knockout against Ben Askren, but you know that's impressive of all in all. And it got him some popularity, but damn, we didn't really see a fight. You know, we just kind of saw the point of it. The thing. And see, I, that's the thing. As it's soon as that fight was over, I was like, I, I still want to see the fight. And <laughs> I was too. I get it. I, I was too. But here's the here's the thing. Here's the stark contrast is that is the high praise Kobe gets for being a crackhead that can punch a uh, crackhead with some boxing classes. And then Masvidal goes out and does what a fighter's actually supposed to do and suffer zero damage and knock you the fuck out immediately. <laughs> like, no games, no plan. We're not supposed to see the fight. You know? I don't think people get that. Like, Damian, Mayan, Askarin, that's cool. Go to go to practice for that. I, I really want to see that fight, actually. But it's a fight. So oh, I'll yeah, that'll be one. fun. If one of them get knocked the fuck out, good. I ain't going to be like, oh, man, I want to see them grapple for 15 minutes i don't actually i, I want do. to see the i i i do i do too <laughs> but, you know what but this is a competition um when it's when it's a when it, if, if it's a grappling competition i want to see them do that but this this is a competition where you could just throw a kick and knock them out and you're supposed to be able to do stuff like this and and get you you, you fight the way you want to fight but to finish people, to win these fights as quickly as possible without suffering damage is what you're supposed to do. It's the same thing in boxing. It's the same thing in pro wrestling. It's, it's all of combat sports, you know? Uh, so I, I, I think Masvidal should be at the top. Uh, you know, he should be the guy you'd be like, sure. I mean, I know it's a matchup thing, but if you get the right matchup for Masvidal, you make it. And I don't think you make it Leon Edwards because let's say he goes for the title, doesn't get it, right? Fine. Now he gets to beat the shit out of Leon Edwards and you still got a main event. But if you give it, if you get that belt to Leon Edwards or you give Leon Edwards a title fight, he's not nearly big enough because he don't have a popularity. It's not a money fight. If he loses that fight, Leon Edwards starts plummets, especially since he got his ass whooped by Masvidal already. So, you know what I mean? If, if we if we keeping the money right, they should have gave Masvidal that fight. Because a lot of people are talking about Usman and Kobe not even being excited, you know? Uh, they, they, they're talking about how, um, about how 
Kobe's gonna have to carry all the stuff on the mic, right? And mm-hmm. it, did you did you hear the stuff about him and Misha Tate? Uh, uh, Kobe and Misha. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it. Here's the thing. Here's, I I can't really give that much attention to Kobe. I can't. <laughs> I really Same. can't. Um, even this whole like this last little five minute spiel we've been on about the guy has been yeah. like it's kind of turning me off a little bit. You know, I I don't even want to address the guy as a. I mean, I I have to respect him as a legit fighter. But I don't yeah. want to address him for his shenanigans, man. Like, we're at a terrible time in our country right, right now being, like, split apart. And in my opinion, we just don't need that shenanigans, dude. It's, do something different. No, that's, yeah, that's why I asked about it because uh, there was, that was one of the roundtable questions on uh, MMATorch.com oh, yeah, that we asked, you know, uh, what do you think about Kobe? And um, mm-hmm. yeah, we know it's all a shtick. We know it's a gimmick. Uh, and like I didn't, I didn't mean to, you know, I, I, I didn't mean to you uh, put you in a situation where you didn't want to talk about something or someone you didn't want to, you know? right? No, no, it, yeah. You know. I mean, I know it, that's why I kept it at his fighting style and yeah, not they, him as a person. Yeah, they asked me about that on the Bullshitters podcast, and I pretty much said the same thing, dude. Yeah. You know, we're shit. This 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 country's at a time, dude, where we are in so much turmoil, and I just, dude, adding fuel to the fire, I just don't see the sense exactly. And and you know what I would, he could be what he needs to do. He wants to be. He actually wants to be the hero, you know. He does. He wants to be uh, an American badass, and you know, have an eagle flying overhead with the you know, and a rifle in one hand and a cigar in the other and stuff. Right. And I get that, and I get that, but he's going about it the wrong way, mm. you know. Um. But, it, you know, my, my thing is, and here, it, to make it full circle, was that him and Usman aren't great in a fight. You know, they, that's not going to be great between mm-hmm. them, the banter. But the right. banter between him and Masvidal would make a lot of sense. A lot yeah. of sense. We get to see what he really has to say, where he really goes, what he's willing to do. And we'd have Kobe Covington really just sitting there like, okay, I got to make the right decisions. because. I actually don't want this person as an enemy. Right. And I need to make, I need to, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to respond to silly things. So I got to make these things count. So I think we would have saw Kobe Covington at his game, you know, had he, uh, you know, him and Masvidal went at it or, or you know, Masvidal, you know, after, after Masvidal got the belt from Usman, because I don't, I don't think Usman would necessarily beat, uh, Masvidal. I, I just don't. I mean, when you tear through two people like he just did, I mean, you either taking them down and hoping you survive, or, but if he get up, you, it's over. I, I don't see him not knocking him out. You know, he's he's, he's trying to... Masvidal has kind of turned into... Uh, you know, he's getting some sort of like uh, allure to him, some sort of like legendary status, like uh, I don't know, let's say like a, a, a Chuck Liddell almost, with his hands. Now, yeah. I'm not going too far, but like that's where it's kind of going. Like there's this mystique to him. So that's why I'm saying I would have had him in there instead of Kobe, especially with what all the things we discussed about Kobe specific, the specific problems we both have with him is exactly and they're two completely different things, which I I think that's why exactly exactly why he shouldn't be in that title spot. But from that we'll jump into the main card of Saturday's fight, you know. Yeah. Um, so 
What are you liking from the main card of Saturday's fight? You know, um, it's not the biggest card as far as names are concerned, but it's definitely yeah. got some interesting fights on it. Uh, the first fight that kicks off the main card is Enrique Barzola versus Bobby Moffitt. That's going to be a very technical scrap between yes. two guys that both really wanted a lot. Uh, I believe Enrique is coming off of a loss, his first one in a long time. And uh, Bobby Moffitt is one of those guys that you basically got to kill to get him out of there. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I got Moffitt in this one, actually. Yeah. I think I'm a, for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to take Moffitt, too, uh, because I know Bar- Barzola isn't, he's not the best finisher. Uh, and like I said, it's Bobby Moffitt's going to keep coming after the guy's head. Uh, but then you got two fights later. You got Volkan Ozdemir and Alir Latifi fighting. Oh, yeah. After, they should have been fighting like six months ago. Uh, it's finally happening uh, because Volkan Ozdemir has some, uh, I believe, visa issues, but they're making it happen in Uruguay. I have no idea who's going to take this fight. He should have got MasterCard for one. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a terrible <laughs> no, no. I, uh Man, I, I got Ozdemir. I think Latifi's going to stand still a little bit too much. I just do. I, I, I don't know why I think that. Uh, I, I think Odomir is going to hit him. I think they're both going to get hit in oh, yeah. hard. And I think they're going I, I think it's, it's going to be one of those really nice back and forth that they usually had. And I think Odomir is going to get, I think he's going to hit him harder. I think he's going to hit him one more time, just one more time more than Latifi hits him. I know it ain't going to distance, man. It's going to yeah, be no. damn. It's not going to distance, man. Yeah, if it does, like, it me so tired is gross. I would like to see Ozdemir definitely make a resurgence back. I I thought that he won that Reyes fight. Uh, I think a yeah. lot of people thought he won that fight. Uh, I, I did too. I actually did think he uh, won that fight as well. Right. Uh, but historically, Vulcan doesn't do so well against uh, grapplers, and Latifi is someone that I would throw in that category. Plus, he's stocky. Uh, yes, six. I think that's why he's gonna get teed off on. I I mm-hmm. think him being so stuck because he he just doesn't have that movement, man. You know, right. it was it was it might have been a couple of fights ago, or whatever. But like uh, every time I see Latifi, he's just there and like his corners yelling, "Move it!" Like he move don't man. move enough, dude. He don't move enough, and I you can't. You got to move a lot yeah. when you got a, a guy like Odomir like that because he's he you you're you know it, it's all. In art, and if you're painting, if I know what you're painting, then I know what stroke you're going to next. So I know what your striking looks like. So right. when 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 Latifi goes to set him up for something, Odomir is just going to counter, and it's over. I'm telling yeah. you, it's, it's going to be nasty, man. It's going to be a nasty knockout by Odomir. I got. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, the people's main event is the co-main: Mike Perry versus Vicente yes. Luque. Uh, honestly, uh, I'm gonna pick Vicente Luque. I don't think Perry uh, has the technical ability that Vicente has. Vicente's beaten some really, really good guys. Uh, so I think this is, my, is actually a step down in competition for uh, I, Luke. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. He needs to be able to routinely uh, get rid of guys like this. And I think this is just kind of a, uh, a little warm-up. And I, and I like little warm-ups. You just got to have them. Uh, I think even champions need to have him like uh Well, uh, you know, he's beating guys like Mike Perry, though. Uh, Nico Price, yeah. Chad LaPreece, Jalen Turner, Brian Barbarena. I would put all of those guys on the same level as Mike Perry. I would keep it up, though, because because when he puts Mike Perry away, and I believe he will, 
Uh, I, I think uh, uh, Vicente, the last guy he lost to was uh, Leon Edwards. Yes. Decision. yes. And that was a while ago. That was quite a bit ago. And Mike Perry uh, got his ass uh, not uh, not knocked out. He got submitted, I believe, by Donald Cerrone uh, mm-hmm. just last year. So yeah, and yeah, and I, Vicente Luque is legit as fuck on the ground, like really. And he's good. pissed off. Well, not pissed off, but like I don't know if you saw the stupid shit Mike Perry did at the weigh-ins or no, the, you know whatever. But he was doing stupid little shit. He just like slapped his hand away and did like that. Uh, the thing and um, he did that goofy uh-huh. stance that. That what's the name did before Conor McGregor knocked him out? Uh, Jose Aldo. Mm, okay. he, he slapped his hand away and did that. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And Vicente just kind of looked at him like, uh, whatever, man. Like, I'm going to just, all right. Yeah. No, this is so, this is a, a little bit of a step down. I mean, Vicente's been in there with Tiago Santos. You know? Yeah. So he's beaten, yeah. you know, much better guys. Bilal Muhammad, you know, I, I he's knocked him out. And I, would I just think rank that area above. <clears throat> I I just think that a Mike Perry is a guy that you do have to watch out for. Oh I mean, yeah, not that he's the greatest. It's just that he's a um. Hmm, what do I want to say? He's like a uh, he's a trap game in the X Factor. I, I put Perry in that yeah. X Factor category yeah. with uh, same with Masvidal. You know, right. those are the guys right. that you you can't really ever count out completely because you know they're the, the, the X. They got something. And those are the guys who got to push from time to time because they do have something, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, you never know when it's gonna come from, and you gotta you gotta get those guys that push and see if they can just take off because you might have a star out of nowhere, you know. I mean, that's how a lot of people just get. Oh yeah. T.J. T.J. Dillashaw. T.J. Dillashaw. When he, you know, I you I think you guys were talking about that on number one bullshitters podcast. Somebody brought that up, and somebody also brought up that nobody had. Amanda uh, Nunez knocking out Cyborg, and I did. I had that fight going down almost exa- <sighs> almost exactly to the time the way it went. I picked her to I, win. I, yeah. I, I don't think I'd picked her to knock her out, but I definitely picked her to win. Nah, I picked her to knock her the fuck out just as, <laughs> as, she, as she did because it was the styles. I was like, well, if Holly Holm and, – and usually you can't always do this. You know, you can't always be like, well, this person beat this person and that, but it was the same style. Holly Holmes style and, 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 and you know, verse, you know, it, with all the people she had faced, it was just like, no, because if if Holly Holm could hang with her, like literally hang and go to decision, then Amanda Nunez is going to make short work of it. And then she turned around and made short work of Holly Holm like I thought she would. I didn't think she'd knock out with a head kick, though. That was. Yeah, whew, Lord yeah that was nasty. <laughs> and speaking of head kicks, the last time. The champion, Valentina Shevchenko, was in the octagon. She knocked Jessica I the fuck out with a nasty head kick. And I, for one, I think we discussed this last time. And I said, I didn't, early, yeah, we did discuss it. We were talking about early stoppages. And I said, how about just not even letting this person fight? Because Jessica I shouldn't have been in there, man. Yeah. I, I, I mean, then you can say, well, why let anybody fight? It's like, yeah, but Jessica, ah, come on, man. What does she really do to get into that spot? I know right. that competition's lacking, but you tell me how much of a chance you got Liz Carmouche. You giving Liz Carmouche? Well, you know the UFC is in the business of uh, putting put matchmaking fights, and 
you know, Jessica I was the next person in line and she wanted to fight. She signed on the dotted line and she uh, did the doctor's visits that she needed to do to get in there. And she got in there and she got fucked up. So uh, (laughs) the next person in line is uh, the next person in line is Liz Carmouche. And, you know, one thing that Liz Carmouche has that Jessica I didn't, man, is is a win. She's got a W over Valentina Shevchenko early in both of their careers, way back in 2010. Yep. So I'm talking nine yep. Pretty years. Pretty much ten ago. years ago. Yep. Almost yeah. ten, yeah. Yeah, almost ten years ago. So it's almost two completely different fighters. We know that Valentina has evolved tremendously. And she was even good back then. Uh, I watched the fight. It was very competitive. It was, uh, it was uh, stopped by a doctor's cut. And, um, and right. Is got not the exactly win. a not exactly a vote of confidence. Now here's the thing: it, it, people are writing off Liz Carmouche though, and I don't think that that should be happening per se, because I also put Liz Carmouche in that same category that we keep talking about on this podcast. The X factor. X factor. I give you that. She has an impressive resume. I put her right in that category because she's been in there with the who's who's of who's who's at a higher weight division. And she's had some success. Um, She should have the grappling advantage. But of course, you know, Shevchenko is going to have a massive stand up advantage. Uh, Yeah. I don't think she has the grappling advantage either. I mean, uh, I would say Liz Carmouche would have to fight her like JJ did. Um, jo- like like Joanna fought her pretty well. Uh, I, I think I think if you could stay in front of uh, Valentina like that and and keep it up, like you got to keep her up so she'll tire it out enough so that you can finally take her down. I um I don't think that'll happen. Uh, so here's the thing, but you said two two things. Um, oh, I said one thing. You said she said she has some success. Some ain't enough, in my opinion. It ain't enough for her here. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. We don't hear about her doing shit. Nothing. Uh, but she's getting a title shot. Whatever. I didn't know what the fuck Jessica I was doing either until she got knocked the fuck out. I know what she's You're doing right. now. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> she's resting. She's on mm-hmm. that uh, on that medical suspension. But uh, Well, the so, thing, Liz Carmouche mm-hmm. always puts on competitive fights. She's yeah. never been blown the fuck out. I mean, even the Ronda fight, she wasn't blown out in that fight. True, she and she some, almost admitted Ronda. She, she did, admitted. and that was that was the uh, the last time she had been finished. So that's you got to go back to 2013 yeah. to look at the last time uh, Liz Carmouche was finished. She's never been knocked out. Uh, so that's something that you know you got to attribute to her toughness. She's a Marine, former Marine, uh, and I've been reading a lot about you know what she does in her off time, man, and she's. Really intelligent. She's really dedicated to becoming the best person that she can be, and that's that's something that you can never write off. The person's heart and what that does in the True. octagon. So a seven to one underdog, mm, I don't know. That, that Valentina, Valentina. Mm. See, they mirror each other in a way. Valentina's mm-hmm. also that type of person. You know right. what I mean? You so right. Valentina is just as tough, and she's been getting tougher. And I mean, if we just went on. So here's the thing about resume. I said resume. I brought that up. Her resume is from like ten years ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, or, or, or let's say six years ago. She got yeah. an old resume. What can you do with a resume that you had like ten, uh, ten, six to ten years ago? You know what I mean? Right. It's not an updated resume. She doesn't have anyone that she's like. She 
I would have loved to see her fight Holly Holm first because yeah. I think Holly Holm is a test for everybody. She's one twenty-five though. Standard. No, I know, I know, but I'm what I'm. I mean, in terms of style, like, in yeah. terms of style, the Holly Holm is, is she's the benchmark. You don't reach that. She's the standard. If you don't, if you're not as good as Holly Holm, you basically shouldn't be competing. It, uh, you know, um, you can be, you can have a different style. But my point is, if you can't contend with her, or if she beats you, you know. We're gonna give you a couple other softball, and if you don't hit them out of the park, then you're gone. She did beat Jennifer Maya, who's the, who was yeah. the uh, 125 champ for Invicta. I mean, I know that's not a Valentina Shevchenko, sure. but Jennifer Maya is legit. Uh, and she also uh, got a decision over Lucy Padilova, who um, she always puts on exciting fights. I mean, she just uh, fought the other Shevchenko this past weekend, and she unfortunately yeah. lost. But I think that was a really competitive fight as well. Yeah, it, it was competitive. Um, I, I, um, late she made a mistake. Sure. She made a mistake. She didn't she yeah. pull guard? She pulled uh, guard. Yeah, there was something weird that she did. Yeah, you're right. She made she a pulled guard for no, Well, she didn't do it for no reason, but like, uh, Shevchenko already kind of had her in the first round. It was round. a takedown but, attempt, and then it yeah. didn't go her way. It was a, it was a, it was a ill advised like takedown or some kind of judo throw, I think. Yeah, I have to rewatch she, it. Yeah. I think she pulled guard or something like that, or, um, yeah, I, if I'm not mistaken, she pulled guard and she got it was a mistake. Slipping. We'll just call it that. It was a hundred percent mistake, whatever yeah. it was. And then uh, Shevchenko or Antonina Shevchenko took advantage. All right, brothers. Yeah. Uh, goodbye. We're on. Catch me on uh, Twitter at Darsh underscore Smokes at Ray's Omoplata Soup and on the four man uh, MMA Twitter. A panel called Number One Bullshitters. All right. And you've been Sports Entertained.